Welcome to Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. I'm Liren. Well, I realized that it has been a long time since I podcasted, and I kind of left things on a sad note, didn't I? Uh, I am waiting for my son to get out of an appointment. So I thought I ran my errands I had to run while he was in there. And I thought, hey, I have a window of time. I am going to reach out to you guys. So I don't get a lot of time alone. I certainly haven't lately. Um, And that isn't really a complaint, but it does make podcasting hard. One thing that's been happening is for the longest time when I podcasted every day, I would come home at night, I would do what I had to do, whatever. And then I would go sit in my car and do my podcast late at night. And I would go to bed late. And so I've been much more focused on trying to get in bed at a decent hour and get more sleep. In particular, I'm trying really hard to get at least six hours of sleep after listening to an interview where a sleep researcher said that less than six hours and you're actually damaging your cognition. So I I really try. I I mean, of course, I would love it if I could just get eight hours every night, but I am trying very hard to at least get six. So, so far I've been really successful and I have to say it does help. Uh, I've also been dealing with the fact that my younger son has really been struggling. I think part of what he's really been struggling with is the fact that there's so much more stress in our house with stuff going on about getting the new house built. So uh, an update on that. I am really struggling with the building company. Um, Every time I talk to them, they have an excuse that isn't their fault. So essentially, right now, they're just on hold. It's beautiful. It's like 65 degrees out today, they could be building on my house all day long. And um, they're on hold. So I I would take way too long here to tell you all of the times they have lied or said things that were only slightly true. It is just incredibly frustrating. Um, Essentially, right now, the mortgage company says they're waiting for the builder. The builder says they gave the mortgage company what they need and they're waiting for them. And I'll just say I trust the mortgage company more because of how much the building company has lied to us. I mean, just outright lies. So, Uh, that is very frustrating, I have to say. Um, we were supposed to be in our house at the end of this month. Now they're talking about the end of April. And for how much I trust them, I'll be shocked if we're in it by the middle of May. Uh, I actually, the lady at the builder told me yesterday that our house won't even be off the factory line from being built because it's a modular house until the end of March, which that's the first time I've ever heard that. So, I don't know. I just, you know, part of me wants to say that I want a copy of every single piece of paperwork that has anything to do with our account from them so that I can verify just how much they lied. And part of me is like, and what will you be able to do with it anyways? I mean, why dig into all that? And I guess, I don't know. I mean, I think about it and I think if I had read a review similar to what I would write about our experience with them, would it change what we did? And the fact of the matter is, it couldn't because we didn't have a down payment. (laughs) You know, I mean, really, we didn't have any other option. What we went with was the only thing we could go with because the situation we're in with supporting multiple families and blah, blah, blah. So I'm not gonna, you know, go on and on complaining. But I do wonder just because I'm the kind of person that if a company makes me mad, I will write them a letter. 
And it's not like I go around leaving negative reviews for everybody online. But if somebody is egregious, I will go to the trouble to go online and leave a review, you know, clarifying exactly what happened just to warn other people. So, so I don't know what's going to happen at the end of all this. We'll see. I mean, hopefully at the end of all this in six months from now, I look back and go, yeah, that company, I don't trust them any further than I could throw them. But we do have a nice house that we live in now. You know, that would be the most positive result that I can see because I would love to say, oh my gosh, from the beginning of March, they didn't tell us any more lies, but I fear I would drop dead if I held my breath on that one. So, I, you know, that has been, it is surprising to me how much that drags me down, and that is really affecting my son. So, I, I guess I never really thought about the fact that he is naturally pessimistic and worried all the time because of anxiety and because he's on the autism spectrum. And I'm the one who is usually bringing the upbeat and bringing the happy and constantly reminding him of the good things in the world. And I am really struggling with that right now. So he is certainly a good reason to refocus on that. Uh, part of me wondered when I first realized that this whole thing was going on. Well, when I do that, am I being disingenuous? I mean, does life really suck? And I'm just lying to him, you know, I mean, oh, there are days it feels like that. But I honestly don't believe that to be the case. So I am working on myself and trying to find more positivity in the world. Because the fact is, we are where we are. And no amount of negativity on my part is going to speed any of it up. So I don't know. I'm, I have a really hard time sometimes like sticking up for myself. So I think my radar about that's really off. Sometimes I feel like if someone wrongs me, I have to react really strongly. Uh, and in the end, I'm trying to do the math of how much effort is it worth to put into this, you know? So anyway, that's where I'm at with that. Um, it's really hard to watch my son struggle as hard as he's struggling. Um, and sometimes I don't know what to do. You know, it's not like I am the kind of person who walks around going every problem that comes up, I have to immediately solve because I don't feel like that is healthy at all because there's a whole lot of stuff that comes up in life that you cannot immediately solve. So my reaction to things is usually I will assess whatever is bothering me or niggling at me or or feels negative in my world. I'll figure out what I can do. If anything, if I can do something, I'll do it. And if I can't, I really try to just be accepting of the fact that I can't fix everything and move on. <clears throat> so, you know, wish me luck with that. <laughs> that mechanism is flagging right now. So that makes me sad on some level. Anyway, uh, work is also really stressful. There's some stuff going on where I just, it's all like stupid political stuff. And oh, I just have no use for any of that. I just want to do work that I feel is meaningful. And at the end of the day, go home and feel like, yay, I did something that meant something today and be able to let it go. And right now my work is almost exactly the opposite of that. So that's been really stressful. I don't know. <clears throat> I, I, I do want to say I have gotten some of the sweetest, most caring, most supportive, just really, uh, uh, you know, deep messages from people 
over the last two episodes that I did. And I appreciate you guys so much. Most of it is really personal, so I'm not going to actually share the messages or even say exactly who left them. But I just want you guys who left me messages to know I absolutely... There were days when I would get a message notification and I would listen and I would just go, oh my gosh, that is exactly what I needed right now. So thank you. Uh, I feel like I had an almost PTSD response to what happened with the phone call with my parents. And I went through a really strong phase of being angry that they can still affect me that much when I'm 50 years old. Like that feels like a weakness on my part. Uh, And and I guess I've come to the conclusion that if I want to look at at the things about me that are human that I can't just short circuit or erase as weaknesses, I'm going to feel like a very weak person. So I'm trying to break that silly habit of mine. <laughs> uh, I I have unblocked my parents, but I have not reached out to them. I don't foresee myself doing that anytime soon. Um I might do it the next time my granddaughter's at my house, which won't be until probably two weeks from now, I think. But I'm not even sure I'm going to do it then. I I don't know how I feel. I haven't talked to them since, like I said. Um, I did get some feedback about how when there are rifts in families, someone has to reach out to fix them. And I understand that. And I have to tell you, I very strongly envy people who are able to reach out and fix rifts. The problem in my family is mental illness. So sadly, no matter what I do, no matter how I reach out, no matter what I say, uh, no matter what I tolerate, um, due to the pathological lying of my mother, every single interaction requires a resetting of boundaries and often a resetting of boundaries multiple times during one interaction. And it is just exhausting. It really is. And in the end, she still walks around telling people she knows that I'm horrible and I treat her badly and all this other stuff. And at some point, I I don't give up because You know, I know I said in a past episode here recently, I envy my brother because he did. He just cut ties. And and I envy that so much on one level. I really do. I also think that if you don't have a family member who's mentally ill, you can't understand what I'm going through. And I don't say that to belittle or demean anyone who thinks they can. I just honestly don't believe you can. I think that when you deal with people who are uh, mentally stable and don't have issues with what is the fabric of reality, that you can have certain expectations. Like, if I behave this way, then they'll behave that way. Or, or if I am forgiving, there will be something positive on the other side. And I can tell you from years of experience that that is not going to happen in my situation. And I know that people reach out to me with good intentions saying, well, maybe if you did this, or maybe if you did that, And um, let me tell you, throughout my life, I have tried and tried and tried. I've tried everything I could think of. I've tried, you know, I've worked with therapists about what could I possibly do? Is there anything I could do? You know, I mean, trust me, this is not a matter of me just writing things off or me not trying. This is a matter of when you are dealing with someone who is mentally ill, 
it is really difficult and it's really painful and and it's really hard when it is one of your parents or both of your parents because people have these standards around the way that people will treat parents where essentially I'm kind of expected to allow my parents to manipulate and abuse and and be cruel to me in ways that I am absolutely not expected to accept from anyone else. So <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like I'm going to set my boundaries around how I deal with my parents. And I'm going to talk about it because I think other people are in the same boat. And I know people who aren't in that boat struggle to understand it. And you know what? I'm really happy you can't understand it because you don't want to be in the situation where you can. Trust me. Uh, but I think it is definitely helpful to me, comforting to me, uh, uh, affirming to me when people reach out and say, I'm experiencing something similar. I know how much it hurts. I know how hard it is that society holds you to the standard because it's your parent that they expect you to allow treatment that they would never ask you to allow from anyone else. And, and that makes me feel better. So I am going to continue to reach out and I am going to continue to talk about my situation and hope that it helps somebody else the way that it helps me when people say, yeah, you know what, I understand and I know it's really hard and I go through the same thing. I, it's so funny because my friend who's an author, I, <clears throat> I know I've talked about this. I see her struggles with her mom and I say struggles, like everyone, parental relationships are tricky for everybody at some point in time, not all the time. You know what I mean? Like your parent will do or say something. And, and what I see a lot of times is that kids end up as their parents grow older and older and older, feeling like they need to function as the parents in the relationship. And I, that has to be frustrating. And yet on some level, I just really envy her. I envy having a relationship where there's like some acceptable level of um, logic to the reactions. I don't know. Anyways, <clears throat> I so I don't want to rehash all that. I don't mean to rehash all that. I just wanted to give you guys an update. You know, things are things are better. We got through the funeral. There was no huge drama, which I can't tell you how relieved I was because there really was some potential for some. Uh, there was certainly talk amongst little groups of people that had it gotten blown out of proportion or if some of the other people they were talking about even knew they were saying it, it could have gotten really bad, but it went really well. I think it went as well as it could have. Um, I know uh, on the other side of it, <clears throat> I'm trying really hard to work on supporting my granddaughter's sister who was so, so close to her other grandmother. And I think she's doing okay. It's such a weird situation. You know, um, I don't think, I think that her, she has no direct contact with her father who lives in a different state. And so her father actually reached out to me to ask if she was okay. And that puts me in a weird situation because I know that if her mother knew that I said one word to her father about her, she would be freaking out because she hates him and talks about him like he's crap. And, you know, I, I just, it is a difficult situation. And I feel like I, I, after the funeral was over, I actually took the next day off work and spent the whole day at home by myself until 
uh, probably about one in the afternoon, I went and got new tires on my car and visited my, uh, uh, my other friend I crochet with. And, um, it's weird. I, I have a mechanism that when things get really overwhelming, I can just hunker down and become very utility object functional, you know, like what do I need to do next? I'm focusing on what everyone else needs from me because I don't really want to look inside of me. And the thing is, it had nothing to do with the funeral. I actually, I feel like I have a relatively healthy relationship with grief and loss. It was so much about what happened with my parents. And it just makes me so mad at myself sometimes. <clears throat> Excuse me. So anyway, I've been working with that a lot. I really shut down hard. Uh, I really didn't come back till about Wednesday of this week when I finally went to work felt like I was fully present uh, Monday I went to work and felt like a, a like a ghost of myself and it was a lot of work to stay focused and and <clears throat> anyway Wednesday was much better and I feel like I kind of woke back up from that weird trance that I can get in sometimes of I don't want to look inside so I'm only working on what everyone outside me needs and um I don't know. I, I think that's why I feel like my reaction to what happened with my parents was almost PTSD. But on a positive note, we did game Monday night, which I missed a lot last week because we didn't do our game last week because of everything that was going on and having the kids and driving everybody around and all of that. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. We played Monsters of the Week. That is a really fun game. Uh, I also recorded a podcast with my husband over at Tome of All Dooms uh, over the weekend and talked about what's been going on with us, what has been going on with our games, and also talked about a possible project. I don't know that I'm going to do this, so I, I don't want to get anyone's hopes up here, but uh, um, I'm thinking that I might try to run a game. I have never GM'd a game. Uh, I'm <laughs> really intimidated at the thought of jamming a game, as a matter of fact. Possibly because the cons that I've gone to and and gaming with my husband and the couple times that uh, I've played online where someone else has run the game. Like at one point, <clears throat> our Monday night game, uh, one of the other players ran uh, one shot of Honey Heist, which is a hilarious game where you play a bear who wears a hat and what kind of hat you wear defines what kind of bear you are. It's really funny. It's like a one sheet game. And the, the guy who does it has a whole bunch of one sheet ga games. And um, he has a one sheet game that's called Crash Pandas. That's about pandas drag racing or something like that. Anyways, <clears throat> if you get a chance to look up Honey Heist, let me tell you, it is hilarious. So I'm sorry, uh, I'm, I'm not sick. I probably sound a little bit sick. My allergies are kind of going nuts because it's like spring here. Even though I know that we are likely to get, get another cold snap, I will say I sincerely hope we do because the ticks are going to be horrific this summer if we don't. Crossing my fingers for that. So that's about all I wanted to say. I wanted to say thank you. Just incredibly huge heartfelt thank yous to people who have called me, especially the people who called and wished me a happy birthday who I never did do anything with those messages. And now I feel like it's been a month. So it seems a little self-indulgent to play them now, but but thank you guys. Uh, oh, I know what I wanted to mention. So Spencer from over at Keep Off the Borderlands called me and told me some of the interesting combinations of things that his wife puts in their 
porridge from way back when, when I was talking about um, breakfast oatmeal and making steel cut oats in our instant pot. So I am going to, I'm going to try really hard. I mean, I'm hoping this stays in my brain because gosh, I'm forgetful lately. I'm going to try really hard to remember to go dig up that message and play it for you guys next episode. Because wow, there were some really interesting combinations that I would not have thought of. So uh, hopefully keep an eye out for that. Uh, I hope to do some meal planning this weekend. Oh, you know what else is happening this weekend? Jeff and I are both going to play in Andy Goodman from Expedition to the Grizzly Peaks game of Cthulhu. So on the audio dungeon discord, the channel is called Cthulhu and you, but I don't know exactly what the game is called, but that's on Saturday. So tomorrow, after I take my granddaughter to dance, when I get back, we will be gaming together in a game he is not GMing. And I can tell you that has only happened. Oh my gosh, I can count how many times I only directly remember twice. So that just doesn't happen very often. Most of the time when I game with him, he's running it. So uh, one of them was that Honey Heist game I just mentioned, as a matter of fact. And, you know, he's so creative and clever, and he has this really witty sense of humor. So I'm really excited about playing in that game. And I'm really going to try not to do what I what I did in his Blood and Snow game that he ran that I played in three sessions of, which is spend a lot of time just like watching him agog, like, wow, like, you are really pretty amazing at this, you know? So anyway, I'll try to like be an interactive player. <laughs> it's funny because uh, playing in the um, uh, Dark Trails, is it called Dark Trails? See, this is my memory is just trashed right now. Uh, the Tentacled Tumbleweeds podcast is about the game that TJ started and now Cody's running the next sessions of. Um in that game, he doesn't play. That's just me playing with a bunch of the guys. And I have a lot of fun in that game. I feel like it's helping me to work on just relaxing and being very present and getting involved when I can. And and I never feel like if I'm not involved, I'm bored. I'm always engaged in the game. I just sometimes um, struggle with having thoughts of, oh, my character could do this, but would somebody think that was stupid? Like, I know that's just my own, you know, insecurity about being a newbie. And it's so funny, how long am I going to be playing games before that goes away? I don't know. So anyway, this all started because I said that I was thinking about running a game. So I think I've mentioned before, Jeff brought up the idea of uh, podcasting about being a new GM and what thought is going into what game I'm going to run and stuff like that. So I think I'm going to talk about that on his podcast with him since he is a big part of that process because I'm talking to him about it. So his podcast again is called Tome of All Dooms. So if you want to hear about that, you can listen over there. Uh, I'll try to mention on here if I record anything about that. Right now, I think the only thing I've settled on is that it's probably going to be a Powered by the Apocalypse game. I've played a fair number of those. I really like them. I'm a big fan of storytelling, the story part of it. The um, And I love the fact that uh, PBTA games are about exchanging narrative power, not about the dice making the actual individual decisions. So... I don't know. I, I've been looking at some of the different versions. I have to tell you, this is craziness. There's a webpage with 95 different Powered by the Apocalypse games on it, and that isn't all of them. So when we got home, my husband put four more in my hands, and he 
listed off some that are on Kickstarter that aren't quite done yet. And it's just, it's crazy how people have run with that system. I can see why though. It's a really cool structure that fits really neatly in all kinds of different genres of stories. So um, I will try to keep you posted about that. I hope that you guys are getting in lots of gaming and hopefully I'll be back soon. I really appreciate you guys. I have been squeezing in listening to a lot of podcasts and trying to call in. I really want to participate in the community because you guys mean a lot to me. So, all right. I will talk to you soon. Have a good one.